Today, we talked to Ian Ernzer, the global brand director at Butcher Shop and the creator of the world's greatest internship. He is wise beyond his years and he grounds us in a few very important fundamentals. We talk about the importance of making space to self-reflect and define clarity, getting behind your decision and knowing the why, and the value of building trust and good relationships. He also tells us about the world's greatest internship program, and it truly lives up to its name. Please enjoy our conversation with Ian. Welcome to the Ad Undergrad Podcast. I'm Katie Moy, along with my co-host, Julian Lewis. Wait, stop the music. Katie, do you mind calling me Professor Lewis? But Julian, you're an adjunct professor. All right, fair enough. As practitioners of marketing and advertising, Katie and I wanted to give back to you, undergrads, recent grads, and those early in your careers looking to switch industries. In each episode, we'll highlight the career paths of practitioners and provide you with actionable knowledge to apply early in your journeys. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Ad Undergrad Podcast. Today, Katie and I have with us Ian Ernzer from Butcher Shop and the World's Greatest Internship. Thank you for coming on, Ian. Do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your role at Butcher Shop? Yeah, sure. Thank you both for having me. I'm stoked to be here. I'm the global brand director at Butcher Shop and co-founder of World's Greatest Internship. And at Butcher Shop, I work on initiatives that strengthen our culture and relationships and help us become what we like to say as uh, the brand consultancy built for the future of culture and commerce. So that could be any number of things, getting people excited about Butcher Shop, communicating what we do, coming up with awesome things like world's greatest internship. So that's it in a snapshot. Awesome. And so let's go way back to San Francisco State. What did you study? And did you know that this is where you would be as a brand director at Butcher Shop? (laughs) No, not even close. (laughs) Took me a while to get to San Francisco State. I was late to the party, so to speak, in getting to college. I did a lot of traveling, uh, a lot of, as I like to say, self-exploration before (laughs) pursuing any kind of degree or spending that type of hard-earned money. Yeah, I did pay for everything myself. So say it took me a while to save up and decide what I wanted to do. I went traveling for about nine months around the world. And while I was gone, I was writing a lot, shooting a lot of photos. And in that process of just writing, I thought, why don't I go to school for writing? It's something that I really enjoy and enjoy the craft. And so I thought I would actually go to school for writing. English and creative writing in the pursuit of becoming a teacher, an English teacher. So went to SF State, studied creative writing, got pretty deep into it, and then applied for my master's at UC Berkeley, master's in education, didn't get accepted, and essentially hit a fork in the road where I asked myself if that's really what I wanted to do and came to the conclusion that it wasn't. And I thought about it, thought about what my potential opportunities moving forward could be. In that sort of introspection, I thought back to my days of high school when I was designing album covers for friends, websites for friends. My friend Shane had an independent hip hop store called Below the Surface, and I built the website for him and would manage everything, designing flyers and doing 
tape and CD jacket covers for a lot of the hip hop artists that would sell their sell their albums in there. So I just went back to my roots there. I taught myself Photoshop, taught myself Illustrator, self-taught designer. I started on Photoshop 2.7. So if that's any indicator of how long ago that was. It's like, <laughs> they don't even have numbers anymore, really. It's just... I was going to say, what, what are we on right now? Yeah, it's just like CC, <laughs> just CC. It's like never-ending update. They don't even give numbers anymore. But yeah, kind of learning things as I went. And I went back to what I was doing. And I really enjoy that. And I'm good at it. And I think that I could probably do pretty well in this as a profession. So just started asking friends around what they were doing, who's working where, asking any friends that were designers. I was like, hey, you got any openings? My friend Jeff was working at Jansport at the time. And he was like, there's no real design positions open, but there's an opportunity to join the product team for RD&D. And so that's where I started was at Jansport doing product design and development. And in the process of designing bags and hard goods, I got to interface a lot with the textile team. So I actually started doing textile design as well and coming up with illustrations and patterns and putting Illustrator to use there, working with the color teams. And Jansport's owned by VF, which owns the North Face. And at that time, we shared a big campus. It was Jansport and the North Face. And I got to go over to the North Face team all the time. I had friends over there and just talk to them and geek out on the design team, what they were working on. So it was a really cool entry into the industry, the back door through product. And from Jansport, yeah, I was there a couple of years and just continued doing side projects for people. And yeah, just continued to build on the craft. That's awesome. I think the... I mean, so many highlights, but I think the things I want to call out specifically is you were very much a practitioner back in high school when you were making covers for CDs, which in the show notes will define what a CD is for Generation Z here. (laughs) That's awesome. You're doing the work and it sounded like when you were at that fork, you went back to what fueled you or, or what fueled you before you went back to that. And then the second thing that I'll say is landing at Jansport, you tapped into your network. Back then, I don't even know if LinkedIn was around like then because we're roughly, I'm sure, the same age. And I don't think it was around then. And so you really had to tap into your network or just go cold onto a website. Being scrappy in the sense of reaching out to your network is awesome. I definitely want to share that with students because even though there are all these tools now, you have to continue to have that muscle regardless. For sure. It's all about relationships. It's all about building really strong relationships and continuing to nurture them. I've made a lot of really good friends in my life through work and not through work. And it's like anything, you have to nurture and tend to things if you want them to thrive. And it's the same thing with relationships. Some people, you just really strike a connection and you build this really strong relationship or friendship. And you can go years without talking to that person and pick right back up. And then other folks, you got to really continue to check in and be present. It just takes a different sort of level of care. And especially in business, that's so true. It's so true. And as you start to build out those relationships and your network, it's really important. For me personally, if I were to give advice, it's more about quality, not quantity. And just building those like really deep, meaningful connections because those are the people that you're going to grow with throughout your career. At least that's been the case for me. 
Yeah, that's our experience as well. Specifically, Julie and I having worked together for nearly 15 years now. You also mentioned you were self-taught in terms of learning Illustrator and some of the tools. And I'm sure that was helpful in terms of getting that first job. What is technical advice you could give students, tools that maybe they can learn on their own now? There's so many classes they can join online. So I think it's more just what direction should they go if they're interested in in starting in design? Yeah, that's such a good question. What I really wish I had personally learned sooner was how to really explore big idea thinking and how to start connecting dots from ideas to actual business goals. Or maybe you're not in an organization where you have visibility to what a company's business goals are, but you should be. Those should be things that are very clear and really communicated to the team and also a company's vision. And so you can also shrink that down and you can apply that to smaller organizations. You can apply it to yourself if you're doing sort of self-work and self-awareness. But I think it's less about perfecting the hard skills, about the technical skills, because anybody can learn that now. You can go on YouTube. and There's so many platforms out there now that are teaching people how to do things. And you've got individuals that are sharing their tips and tricks. And I really think that the hard skills, yeah, they're important. Those are the things that get you noticed, but it's your attitude that gets you hired. It's your mentality and your perspective that gets you hired. When we're looking at candidates that are applying to Butcher Shop or even World's Greatest Internship, we're looking for people like, yes, of course, portfolios stand out, but that's just like the foot in the door. Then it's the conversation. And it's really about gauging somebody's interest in how curious they are about understanding how to connect those dots. And that's overlooked, I think, a lot of the time. And what we start to see now, we're starting to see is that there's not as much emphasis on the big idea thinking, on connecting the dots, on the EQ and the soft skills. If I were going to give advice, it would be have more of a rounded experience, like try to look at things holistically and know that it's not just the aesthetics that matter. You have to communicate why and how you arrived at this amazing design or this concept. Because that's another misconception, I think, that a lot of emerging creatives have is that the work is going to speak for itself. And both of you know, having to get buy-in and work with stakeholders who aren't along from the get-go, it's like you have to persuade people, you have to influence people, and you have to sell the work, you have to sell the idea. And that's just overlooked a lot for creatives, for designers, copywriters. Strategists are usually exceptionally good at it. But designers specifically, it's like they worship the aesthetic and have a difficult time connecting it to why that's the right approach. I love the exploration of big idea thinking and just the concept of that. And to your point, people create something and they're like, here you go. You should know what it is because I created it. How does a student start to get that big idea thinking? Is there a way that they can see something that's already out there and start to think holistically and unpack what that person who created the piece that they're seeing out in the wild, how they came to that? Is there something that they can do or something that you'd recommend that they attempt? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's one of the beautiful things about 
studying creativity in school is you get to go through all these different models and these different ways of narrowing the thinking or shrinking the target, so to speak. But I think when you get really strategic and you're able to clearly articulate the, the who, what, when, where, why, and how, it's like when you talk about strategy, it's like, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? When are you going to do it by? Who's responsible? And so just getting like really simplifying, that sounds so simple. Oh, who, what, when, where, why, how? It's like, yeah, obviously, but not. So often that's overlooked and it's difficult for people to explain that. And when you have those things foundationally, you have such a strong base to build upon. It's like building a house. So you have got to have that really strong foundation, frame it up, and then you can start putting up the panels. Then you can start decorating. You can start doing the interior design, the landscaping, and really focusing on the aesthetics. But you have to have that really strong structure that's built on like an unshakable foundation. So I think covering those things, really knowing why somebody's going to poke holes in your design and they're going to say, well, tell me about this. Why is this the right approach? They're going to test it. They're stress testing this. And a lot of people buckle under that stress because they haven't done the groundwork. They don't have all those fundamentals ready in their pocket to be able to communicate. And so if you keep it really simple and you have the clarity, then that eliminates so much of the, the ambiguity and the doubt. And that's something we talk a lot about at Butcher Shop is getting real clear and focusing on clarity because clarity is what ultimately beats failure. When you're clear, you're able to really eliminate the fear that people have around moving forward. It's hard, but once you're able to gain that clarity, it's beautiful. It's so easy to move forward and move fast. And then everybody has confidence around that. And it's like, okay, we did it. It sounds like you gained clarity yourself when you traveled and you had time for self-reflection. I think when you're a student or in the working world, things are moving really fast and sometimes it's a little harder to make that space. Do you have any practical advice for students or, or people early in their career to make sure they're taking time to create that framework, answer those basic questions and get that clarity you're talking about? Yeah, I think at the core, it's about being honest with yourself. I think it's easy. We all tell ourselves stories about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we justify our decisions and for better or for worse. And if you can be really honest with yourself and get behind your decisions that you're making, then it's pretty smooth sailing. Again, it's not easy by, by any stretch of the imagination, but if you can really cut the noise out and zero in on what you want and why you want it, then it's going to be so much easier. Then you can start to put together a plan of how you're going to get there and working backwards. Okay, if I want to, if I want to be over here, what are the steps I need to take to get there? And for sure, so it, a lot of people don't know where they want to go. There's that saying, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. <laughs> and it's so true. If you don't know where you're going, okay, you're going to get there every time. So I think honesty, candor with yourself, taking the time and giving yourself space when you need it. Those are the ingredients, I think, to getting to where you want to go faster and healthier. 
so many great tidbits that you're dropping. And I hope that people are paying attention because I feel like Ian just laid out the blueprint of like how you even get in the door <laughs> at Butcher Shop. So definitely, I hope you're taking notes. But with that said, let's dive into the world's greatest internship. Why was it created? Where are you hoping to take it? And how can students start to get involved? Yeah. So I'll just give a little background about what it is. World's Greatest Internship or WGI, like we like to call it. It's a paid six-month journey with travel and lodging expenses covered, stopping at top creative companies around the world. And interns are placed into pairs and they go to three different companies for two months at a time, two months at each stop, totaling six months. And the creatives start off by spending one week in Montreal at Factory, which is a nonprofit organization which helps people develop their creative posture, focusing on leadership, collaboration, and really helping them develop their EQ while learning to manage doubt and risk. So it's great. It's a good foundation for starting the journey to go around the world. And in past editions, we've sent people around the world to Brussels, San Francisco, LA, Montreal, New York, London, Graz in Austria, Berlin, Chicago, Sydney. We hit all these stops. There's plenty more places to go, but we've partnered with agencies. I mean, butcher shops always going to be a stop. We came up with it. So we usually start off, we've partnered with Base, Collins, Character, Gretel, Kodo, Listen, Made Thought, Re, Profit, and W2O. And we're in the midst of adding more partners. We're planning for 2021 coming up. We've got Rice Creative in Vietnam. They're on board. Profit and Gretel are on board again. And yeah, we're looking to add more stops in Europe, the Middle East, and Asia Pacific. It's an incredible program. It's been really successful. And who's the program for? We like to say the program's for the lateral thinkers out there. It's for people who are interested in business as much as their craft. And it's really geared to help emerging creatives develop their mindsets and their understanding of how to turn those ideas into concepts concepts, brands, products, services. And it's the new model for an industry that's rapidly changing. And we're seeing more and more companies that are not looking for the I-shaped creative who's really specific in their craft, but what I like to call X-shaped creatives or X-shaped individuals. These are people who can multiply ideas and cross-pollinate thinking across teams. If you think of the intersection of the X and how that branches out, those are the types of folks, the multidisciplinary thinkers, the people, like I said, who can connect the dots from the idea to actually executing and bringing them to life. So it's a really exciting experience. And we've opened it up. This year, we added the WGI Talent Network, which is a way for us to help even more people. And by applying to WGI, creatives are reviewed by our partners and guest judges. And if they're selected, they're added to the network where companies can go to find talent. And it's a guaranteed way for creatives to get eyes on their portfolio and to potentially get in front of hiring managers at top companies. So, you know, even just by applying, you're upping your chances of finding a job, getting hired somewhere. That's great. Are there any minimum requirements in terms of getting into that? Could you be a college-age student? Do you have to have 
a few years at least under your belt? No, it's open to anybody. No prerequisites. It's open to anyone around the world. And that's what's really cool about this is you don't need to have gone to a prestigious design school or one of these like top touted places. It's like you got the skills and you're curious and interested in business, then it's for you. That was very much a self-serving question. I'm definitely curious. <laughs> I got the business piece. The skills is a whole other conversation. I think uh, in all seriousness, that's phenomenal that, again, you as Butcher Shop were thinking outside of yourselves and how you can just elevate the industry. Not very many companies would do something like that. And obviously, you have partner companies that are joined in that. You know, one thing that I will say just as a piece of advice is for individuals who are stepping into whether it be a creative space or not, you have to think and look at those things too, because you're interviewing the company as much as they're interviewing you. And if you see what types of things are doing beyond just those walls, those four walls or remote walls, however you want to look at it now that we're in COVID, those are things that you should look at as well when exploring what types of companies are worth working for. Totally. Yeah. And We've done a lot of work at Butcher Shop. When I talk about individuals doing that introspection, looking inward, we've done so much of that at Butcher Shop. That's what we're paid to do. We do that for companies. We do that for startups, people that are looking to really evolve. And sometimes it's building a company from the ground up. But our ethos is to help people. And that was fundamental for starting World's Greatest Internship. That's what we set out to do. And that's what we're doing. That's always going to be the thread and the fuel behind the initiatives that we do. At the core, it's always about helping people. And in the process of helping leaders evolve, grow, launch, and create businesses, we're always asking the question at the beginning of the relationship, like, how can we beat failure, build trust, and add value? And that's what we hope to instill in World's Greatest Internship as well. I hope that people can ask themselves like, okay, how can I continue to build trust and add value wherever I go? And that's something you asked me what I wish I had known earlier in my career is how to build trust and add value sooner. And, you know, so it's a work in progress, but that's so core and critical to being successful, building good relationships. Yeah, that's awesome. And you also launched a podcast that goes along with the WGI audience. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we did. It's called Frequencies. And I think it's really similar to what you guys are doing. It's about inviting creative leaders on to have conversations and share their experience and helping people really level up on their confidence, on their communication and how to build community and giving them practical advice through experiences that sometimes good experiences, sometimes bad experiences, learning lessons that these creative leaders have had throughout their career and just getting them on and sharing where they're at and what their journey's been and hopefully sharing that practical advice that people can take and implement into their journey. That's phenomenal. Now we're having competing audiences, but it sounds like there's a little bit more (laughs) more narrow in terms of creative, but you're broader in terms of the range of people that can tap into WGI. But it's all good. It's in collaboration to help the greater good. (laughs) The more wisdom, the better. Exactly. So again, phenomenal tidbits throughout. And I think this is going to be extremely helpful for students, whether they are focused on being creative or just wanting to get in a job in the industry or whatever industry that they choose. But is there any other pieces of information that you want to share before we wrap? 
Yeah, I would recommend that people go and check out a podcast episode that just came out with Butcher Shop's founder and CEO, Trevor Hubbard, him and Andy Wright, who's the founder of Never Not Creative, who we're, we're also partnering with WGI and some other initiatives. They're a community that's working together to support creatives. They've done extensive research around mental health for creatives, unpacking topics like stress, burnout, depression, gender, race inequality. And they're really working to set standards for the industry. And Trevor and Andy had a really good conversation. And uh, it's really focused around clarity, which is what I was talking about as well. But Trevor, (laughs) he gives such an amazing, like you said, I gave a blueprint. If anybody's curious about maybe starting their own agency or working at one, or maybe they're even already working at one, this is just jam-packed with so much good insight and wisdom with actual tangible, practical steps that people can take. So I highly recommend going and listening to that because there's so many people that are giving advice and saying this is the way to do it. And it's not applicable in every situation. And what these guys are talking about, what Trevor's talking about is around finding clarity and giving steps of how to get there. So Highly recommend that. Yeah. So Never Not Creative and Frequencies by WGI. Definitely check out both of those podcasts. Ian, thank you so much again. We really appreciate the time. And we really appreciate the work that you and Butcher Shop are doing through the world's greatest internship. And we hope that we can send some students and creatives your way. If anything, you'll see my applications pretty soon here. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> thanks, guys. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. Julian, Katie, thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you again for your ears. We want to incorporate your questions on the podcast. Please email us at hello at adundergrad.com. And don't forget to follow us on all platforms at The Ad Undergrad. Tune in next time as we capture more paths of industry practitioners.